What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Blazing Trail Podcast. I am your host, Hud Kai Leach, a.k.a. K1. This podcast is all about giving the listeners a certain mindset and a perspective that will allow the listeners to have the right tools in their toolkit so they can start blazing their own path. Today, we are joined by one of, I would say, one of my new favorite artists that I just recently discovered. Our guest has over 5 million Spotify plays. I don't know what Apple Music has because I'm not subscribed to that. He is an independent singer and songwriter. Are you moving to Nashville? That's the plan. Eee! He's a UNL alum. You can see. Intramural champion. A couple times. I got a lot of these t-shirts. Hey! No big deal. Hey! <laughs> Competitive on that aspect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Marketer and content creator, Trailblazers, please help me in welcoming Noah Flourish to the podcast. Thanks so much for Thank having you me. for coming, brother. Yeah, and shout absolutely. Out to, shout out to Nick for uh, giving us the plug. Yeah, he Nick is incredible. Nick be Oh, working. my gosh. An absolute mogul. Yes. In the, in the, in the audio, the no. local audio sphere. How He's much crazy. backlash did you get after chucking a baby in your Bigger Plants music video? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought, to I thought I would, I would hear more about that. Because <laughs> I, 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 I remember when we were, when we were, Putting that music video together, um, we knew we kind of wanted it to be, it was all going to be one take, right, the music video. And we, so we wanted to have a lot of like really, really funny, like interesting <laughs> things happen all to, to, you know, keep the viewer yes. engaged. If it's all going to be one shot, you have to yes. do a bunch of kind of crazy, zany <laughs> things. And yeah, there's one scene where uh, a gal comes up and gives me a, like a doll yeah. and I like kiss it on the head and I throw it over my head yeah. and like she catches it she catches the, the child oh, you know in the background and like looks back begrudgingly but um, I remember like doing that and, and being like oh like I'm not gonna like show this to my mom <laughs> like, not, not not that it's like a wild like such a such a crazy but thing but like, she'd be why? like hey don't be throwing babies <laughs> like what kind of message is that sending to the kids you know or Man. something <laughs> but um I I don't know I thought it was just kind of goofy your music videos are very descriptive and it's not just like one scene or two scenes it's very like if you turned off the music and watched it you could kind of you can kind of uh, vision what the song would be like. That's mm. what I really like about your music. Okay, so the five million play, uh, plays on Spotify. How would you describe the feeling after learning that you got on a Spotify editorial playlist, not a user playlist? Yeah, because that's huge in the so, music community. Uh, yeah, it's it, it is super huge. That happened in um, uh, August of 2020, 2020. when when I when I landed. Um, I landed on two Spotify editorial playlists for two weeks. Um, and it was just, I mean, I didn't get like a ridiculous amount of plays mm-hmm. from those playlists. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was added to this user generated playlist um, that had a bunch of followers. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, where I got picked from. Yeah. It, was a, it was a TikTok content creators playlist. Um, this guy um, has this channel called Live to Create. Mm-hmm. And they like, show up and coming artists basically. And he added me, he added my song on your mind to that playlist. And then, and then I think Spotify editorial, the editorial guides like picked that song from that playlist and put it on fresh finds and fresh finds pop for two weeks. And I saw it um, on fresh finds. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what's wild is, um, when that happened, it shows up on 
on like the artist profile yeah, page. Yeah, all the way. At the so bottom, I didn't yeah. get a notification or anything, but I was just like scrolling on my page like, um, one day, and I and I noticed I well, there's I have a featured on section yeah. now, and it says Spotify Fresh Finds, and I freaked out and I called Ross, my producer, Shout right away. Shout out Ross Green. Yeah, man. he's incredible. He's incredible. And I called him right away. And I was like, Ross, look at my <laughs> you know look at my profile. Like this is ridiculous. Um, but it was it was a really really cool feeling because um, it's just there's there's like a it's nice to have that validation from the yes. Spotify gods you know affirmation mm-hmm. it's like you're doing something right exactly you know? and I think that's what a lot of humans strive for you know that feeling okay so Noah this podcast is about getting people off of the fence and getting them to take a leap of faith mm. and a lot of our generation is stuck in analysis paralysis such as myself in the past month um but we always know that we're a work in progress. So as, uh, since we're a work in progress, we got to know where you started from to get to where you are now. So like, kind of give the listeners a little background about yourself, your childhood experience. Sure. I, I, and before I do, I really like analysis paralysis. Yeah. That's really great. <laughs> Somebody told, yeah, it was a uh, shout out to Jack Rodenberg. He's the one that put me on. Love Jack Rodenberg. Jack. Oh my gosh. Uh, he's, he's incredible. Um, but yeah, so I got my start um, with music kind of by accident. Mm-hmm. I don't come from a particularly musical family. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my three older brothers um, all did piano lessons and stuff like that and hated it. So when, <laughs> so when, when my time came around to, to have those lessons, I kind of like said, no, I'd, I'd rather not. And so I'm the only brother who like never did any you know, music lessons in my youth. Yeah. And now I'm the only one who does music <laughs> as like a career, you know, and it's just funny how that works out. But, um, my oldest brother, when he went off to college, he got a banjo as like a parting gift, kind of like a, Hey, like learn this while you're not a studying ba- or whatever. Banjo. A banjo. Yeah. Mumford and Sons was like all the rage at the time. It was like oh, 2011, bro. you know, Mumford and right. Sons, bro. And so the following Christmas, I was like, well, I, want a banjo that's mm-hmm. sweet and so i got one and realized very very quickly i could not play any of the mumbling yeah. sounds because they're shredding on those things and it was it was frustrating it was yeah. right away i was like man i can't do this i hate it you know and so i, I learned a few chords um and since i couldn't play any actual songs mm-hmm. i just started writing my own Ooh. and so that's kind of how that was like a really really lucky catalyst okay. that was not really on purpose but it just sort of happened um, and then once I got into high school, I, I started teaching myself piano and ukulele and guitar, which I'm all, I'm really a, a terrible instrumentalist. Okay. Um, but I, I get around all those instruments enough to write. Yeah. You know? Okay. Okay. So um, sorry to cut you off. No, but um, so Before you go into your high school experience, what were you certain that you were going to do in middle school? And how did that change in high school since you said you weren't really involved in music like that? Yeah. What were you certain that you were going to do? Um, I wasn't super certain about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, I was really, really good at a lot of things mm-hmm. in middle school. Like, I definitely peaked in eighth grade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I was super fast. I was like well, one of like the fastest guys in my grade. Yeah. I was, like, good at soccer. Um, I, I was smart at the time. Mm-hmm. I've definitely, like... Compared to everyone else, like every, every the the rest of the population has just been like closing the gap mm-hmm. since, you know. But there was a time when I was like an excelling <laughs> student, you know. <laughs> um, but um, I think at that time I I either wanted to be like a professional soccer player mm-hmm. or 
Um, <laughs> or if that didn't work out, my fallback would be like a doctor or yeah. something, you know, or an engineer is something like my dad would always say, but I never knew what an engineer did because yeah. who knows what an engineer does when you're, when you're young. Yeah. yeah. So, cause we call those the safe routes, in right? A sense, uh-huh. you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so when you were in high school, no, no. First off, before we continue for the professional soccer players and prof- like the fans out there, who was your favorite soccer club? Ah, okay. So I will say this. I didn't watch a whole lot of soccer mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. I just played, played it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, didn't have a whole lot of exposure to it because, like, we didn't have cable for the longest time. Yeah. Um, but we would get cable for, like, the World Cup. So it was really, really fun to watch. Um, Fire. You know, the international competition. But um, recently, uh, since Christian Pulisic has been on Chelsea, I've been watching Chelsea a lot. Okay. And so, like, I guess technically I'm, like, a Chelsea fan, but it's really just for the American. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and so he's cool to watch. Mm-hmm. I like watching the U.S. play, uh, mm-hmm. men and women. Uh, women made it to the finals today in oh, the Olympics. I didn't, I didn't see that. But. Yeah. Uh, it went to PKs, which is really, really cool. Nerve-wracking. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I, I do watch a little bit, and I'm really excited um, for when I move to Nashville. Um, Nashville – like has an MLS team, Hell so yeah, I can bro. like go to those games and they got it'll they be got, cool. They got the Titans, they got mm. the Predators, they got. I don't know if I'm gonna like commit to being a Titans fan. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's gonna give me flack when I get out there, but it's just like I've. I don't like their logo. No, <laughs> I don't know because that, that, that's how I like decide who which teams I like. You know, I used to live in Nashville. The first ever NFL game I went to was the Titans. But bro, you're gonna love Nashville because it's. It's a it's it's almost like Lincoln on how diverse it is, but you get to see everybody's like different lifestyles and everybody like coexists. Like you'll see dudes obviously in cow like cowboy hats, boots. You'll see people dressed as like the alternative crowd wearing all black. But it's just so diverse there, and it's just like the music capital. So you see live bands every restaurant that you go. I'm so excited. So there's a lot of opportunity there. And then just doing like a, a gig at some sort of restaurant that can get in the eyes of somebody, you know? Right. But it's just having the opportunity to go there. And I'm excited for you to go to Nashville, bro. So Thank you. Thank before, you. so what program did you first use to record music? And what <laughs> was like your first song? Do you yeah. remember? Yeah. So um, I, I remember my first song. I didn't r- record it ever. So my first mm-hmm. written song was on the banjo and it was just like about like a girl, you of know, course. it was like one of those, one of those kind of things. And I, I don't think anyone else has ever heard it, but me. Um, cause it's like not very good, yeah. <laughs> um, which is fine for a first song. That's typically how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I started fooling around on like the, our family had like a Mac in the, yep. um, one of in the, like the family ones? room. Yeah. It was like, it was like the computer room. Yeah. No, it was a uh, garage band. We had garage band. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and so I would kind of mess around with like the loops in there mm-hmm. and, and, and make beats kind of, except for I didn't know that they're like, I, that's what I was doing, but yeah. I was kind of like making kinda, beats. And, yeah, producing. and I, so I started, I realized I could like write, um, with MIDI the notes and notes, that was, yeah. and that was a, a huge eye opener. Um, and then when I got to high school, mm-hmm. um, it, I went to Creighton Prep and they have you, I, I'm sure this is like everywhere now, mm-hmm. but it was like wild at the time. I think it was my sophomore year. It was like, everyone has to have an iPad. Um, oh. And the iPad that I got had GarageBand on it. And I was like, I know yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so my first recordings ever were on 
were on the iPad mm-hmm. with the head, the Apple headphones, yeah, like yeah. taped underneath the guitar strings, that kind of stuff. That's um, and they're still like they're on. Like I have a SoundCloud from high school, and like some of those recordings are still on there, which is like really cool. So there's and there's a huge difference. I mean, obviously, <laughs> yeah. but um, but it's it's cool to to see even just like the the change in in exactly. the songwriting and everything. Yeah, that the, the evolution. Okay, mm. so. Were you gonna go to school as a music major? Because I know you did marketing. Mm. So I, I did. I was a music major for a year. Okay. So what was your perspective on what a music major would be, and what was the reality? Mm. I I was hoping that I would be able to work on songwriting mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, I came in as a, a as a composition major, Ooh, that's um, hard. which it, it sounds a lot more hoity-toity mm-hmm. than it. Well, you know what? There are some really really smart kids in the composition department, yeah. but the composition um, professors I find are super, um, like, flexible and it's just it's an awesome department to like yeah. be a part of. It just I was heading in a direction that I didn't want to go where exactly. I was writing chamber music. You know, I was writing string quartets and and things like that, which was really really cool and I learned a whole lot. But it was just like not fulfilling. Yeah, it, it started to feel like a whole lot of work instead yeah. of a, a lot of fun, which is why I was doing it in the first place. Man. So I switched to, to marketing. Ideal just to though. Switch, now, now, yeah. now, now they've hindsight really, really fortunate, yes. like fluke again, just to switch <laughs> over to marketing. Cause it's, it's helped, you know? Okay. So how were you promoting yourself as an artist before being a marketing major versus how you promote yourself now? Um, Honestly, I didn't do a whole lot of promotion, mm-hmm. um, especially like freshman year. I wasn't, I didn't have anything out. I didn't have anything out until um, halfway through my sophomore year. And at that point, I was a marketing major for a whole half semester. Uh, oh, <laughs> but but I had not taken any marketing classes uh, at that point. But mm-hmm. I definitely, I have, I have a much better understanding of um, digital marketing now. Ooh, yeah. I think that's like the main thing. Um, and also just like understanding your your audience and exactly. and, and, se- and segmenting in that sense. Um, I've, I've just kind of like come to realize the process a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, or actually a lot more because that's what I studied for three yeah. years. But, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I apply it a little bit mm-hmm. now. Um, I'd much rather have someone do it for me oh, at some point. Um, cause I'd much rather just focus on the music, but that's, that's part of the grind. Exactly. You know, you gotta do it yourself for a while. So, so w- before you put out a song, what are some like tips that you would give to fellow musicians, mm, uh, how would you roll it out? Yeah, so to roll out uh, just like a single, um, I would say you you want to have like a list of mm-hmm. things. I, I've never ever made like an actual list, but like because <laughs> I it, suck, it yeah. you know. <laughs> but but there are things that you like need to do, and I've done it so many times now that I, like I just know what to do. Mm-hmm. Well, one, get the song finished. <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's the huge thing. It, write the song, finish writing the song, mm-hmm. and if you want people to hear it guess what? You're going to have to record it. Exactly. And if you record it, you're going to have to have someone. If you can't do it, have someone make it pretty for you. Mm-hmm. So like Ross Grebe. Does he does, mix does a, yourself? Yeah, he, he, I love the he produces and, and mixes my stuff. He's phenomenal. I love Ross. Um, I, I do too. He's great. Where He's coming out to Nashville with me. We're moving together. Yeah, Hasn't he been out there before? He was out there for a summer. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's got connections. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Ross is awesome. Um, but, and okay, so now you've got a song mm-hmm. that when you listen to it, you're proud of it. Exactly. Okay, now now we can release it. Um, it's at that point, 
don't worry about being too much of like a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, I don't like yeah. it. A lot of time, no one's going to notice exactly. anyways. So especially if it's your first song, get it out mm-hmm. and like get it going. Um, when you release, give yourself time to prep. Mm-hmm. So set, set a release date and then start talking about it. Mm-hmm. Telling friends, posting it online. Mm-hmm. Have you know, your cover made and everything, have it submitted to your distributor, which is stuff you can just Google. I'm not going to spell that out for you right now, (laughs) but, um, um, get all that done. And then like, think about what else you can do to promote it. So Mm. an acoustic version of the song uh, or like a stripped down version on YouTube or on TikTok, or, or you can like re-release it on Spotify and have it be like a two song single later on so it's like oh you're bringing it back up to the to the front yeah. again you know um you can do that you can make a music video yep. you can make a lyric video so there's so many different like creative projects that can spawn from one song exactly that are it like i i hate using the word content when describing like a piece of the, a art. piece of art yeah but like you can have this piece of art, this song, mm-hmm. and then make a bunch of content around it. Yeah. I, I like to think that like music videos are still very artful. Mm-hmm. Often like lyric videos mm-hmm. are still very artful. But if I'm doing like a cover for TikTok, yeah. that feels very like content yeah. you know, much much more than like I'm making art. Exactly. You know? Um but there's there's so many things that you should do before and after you release. Mm-hmm. So it's just like look at what other people are doing. Exactly. And doing well. Mm-hmm. You know, and and try to emulate that but don't mimic it. I like. Do you write songs with the intention that the crowd can sing it or do you make songs more for yourself? So, um off this last album, there are definitely songs that um came t- the way we ended up structuring them and the mm-hmm. way we ended up um having them recorded and and kind of arranged. Yeah. were meant like the first song on the album is called "Poem About You." I love, bro. And thank, thank you, thanks. Y'all, um, y'all go check it out. Um, it's please. Uh, it's uh, it's a good song. One, it's like I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but right off the bat, I knew like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be so much fun to perform exactly. live because the the first um, like the first verse is yeah. very like, not a whole lot going on. It's just like me and the ukulele. Yep. And then it just switches up into like this massive screaming chorus. Mm -hmm. Baby, you're like everything I want. It's just just loud. It's like like a total like profession of love. mm -hmm. Like it's very embarrassing, but it's cool at the same time. Um, And so that that song total is totally one that like I knew was gonna crush it live, and it did. We had we had an album release show. I saw that, bro. And and. I really milked that first verse too. Yeah. Like played played that first verse super super slow, and then the drummer. <laughs> and then we get you know yeah, yeah it, was, it was great. And we rocked out. Um, and so I, a lot of the songs in the album I I arranged so that we could do it live, play it live, and have it be fun for the audience. Exactly. Even, especially if like, like they've never heard the music before. Exactly, you know? and it's like that's that's one thing that I have about like rap music. Um, there's a lot of songs that are made for the crowd and like the kind of energy, but there's a lot of songs that the crowd can't sing with you. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of the times it's very complex. And that's what I like. Your music is complex, but you do it in such a way. It's so like relatable that when I sing it, it's like about my life. Mm. Like um, your outro, goodbye forever, maybe, bro. 
when you were talking about like mortgage, um, <laughs> yeah. having uh, and it's, having a wife, you're like, I don't even know if I want that. Oh, that's the oh. door. <laughs> but Sorry. no, you're all good. But no, you're absolutely right. Goodbye forever, maybe. I've had a lot of people reach out to me about that one and say like, dude, that last verse yeah, like, really <laughs> hits home because it's because it's like not a bad life I'm describing. Yeah. It's just like it's it life. describes it describes a lot of the good mm-hmm. and a lot of the bad all together at the mm-hmm. same time. And it makes it seem like, well, is it all worth it? Yeah. You know, like, is it, is that a life worth living? And I, I think I would say, yeah, yeah, for sure. If like, that's your cup of tea. Like my dad, you know, raised a family mm-hmm. and like did all that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he's so happy and he's a great man. Yeah. And, and so it's like, well, I look at him and how he probably sees that verse. He's like, what a happy ending. Yeah. And for me, it's like a very scary ending because it's like, well, oh, my legacy. And like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And maybe that won't be important to me like two, three years from now, mm-hmm. but it is now, you know? Exactly. Okay. Beautiful. Describe your creative process. So do you like do writing prompts before you like write a song? Like, do you make voice notes for like when you catch a melody throughout the day and you want to uh, kind of capture it describe your creative process you pretty much just did for like yeah. uh, for, for like for like 90 percent of the songs that i write um they'll come from yeah a melody popping into my head mm-hmm. during the day which i used to think happened to everybody mm-hmm. and it doesn't, doesn't no <laughs> yeah i used to think everybody was just like humming their own melodies all day no. and that's not the case um so that's a big one um and so i have tons of voice memos that's just like na 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 <laughs> you know, where I just yeah. like, like heard something or, you know, um, and then I also have a ton of notes. I've probably got like 700 plus notes on my phone that are just like, lyrics or yeah, lyrics. like, or, or like something I heard in conversation, like mm-hmm. a, a phrase that really like caught my attention. And then when I sit down to write, I go back to those and things build it and build. Up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes, whether I'm like writing solo or writing with people, it's mm-hmm. always like going back to these like little scraps and yes. seeing if something comes of that um and sometimes it does and, and sometimes it does super super well and sometimes it does and sometimes it's like this song sucks yeah. and sometimes nothing happens you know it's just the, at the end of the day you just gotta do it exactly. that's the big thing just make it happen okay can you pinpoint a song that you thought wasn't the best but ended up um people liking it and you were like wait what um no, I mean, I think like all the songs that have been super well received mm-hmm. have been um, ones that I like really, really enjoyed making. Yeah. And I, I've definitely had songs that underperformed Yeah. Um, where I was like, dang, I thought this song was like totally going to take off or just like really grab the audience by mm-hmm. the balls or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And like um, it just like that just like didn't happen. Um, but that's also like, OK. Exactly. You know, you I wouldn't even consider it a failure because it's just making music. You know, yeah, I'm, I, I don't, I make music that I like. Mm-hmm. And so I listen, I listen to my music all the time. I, I love um, it. And it's just cause it's what I like, you know? And sometimes that overlaps with like my main audience and sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't. Yeah. But um, I, I like that I can, that I haven't put myself in a box where I have to, meet everyone's needs you know what i mean exactly that's that's a very it's a very good feeling um to be able to make what i want because i want to make it exactly because i was going to ask you like how important is it to you to make a song that's true to yourself versus making songs that have like like, commercial success yeah 
Um, I definitely, in early 2019, I probably um, ripped out two or three songs um, that I, I kind of went in with the wrong intention. Like, mm. I, I went in with, like, a, a commercial intent. Like, oh, people are going to love these. And then these, they underperformed. Yeah. And I think it was because there was just, like... I've heard it before. Some, some like, like, lack that. of... Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, like a lack of authenticity, mm. just kind of a... It seemed like a just a cheap yeah. remake of other songs, you know, that kind of stuff. It's nice out. It's definitely authentic, bro. I Thank was, you. I was pulling green beans in the garden today. <laughs> That's a, just a fantastic. Yeah, start. I was just like, there was a lot of times <laughs> that I was like pulling, and I was like, wait, that was such a great line. This song is composed really well, and I'm definitely down to go to the next show. So, like, every time... Like when when the um, tempo kind of slowed down, and I'm like, yo, Noah's about to drop some jewels right now, and it's like so authentic. I'm like, yo, this is what I'm this is what I'm going through, you know. So um, actually, let's let's talk about Nashville. Mm. What what were the necessary steps that you needed to have in order before committing to move to Nashville? Um, or are you just making the leap? I really am making. The, <laughs> I've never been to Nashville. I like you're gonna love not, it. Yeah. So I really like. The main thing was just finding a place. Yeah. You know, because I'm, so I'm moving out with Ross, um, this kid named uh, Harrison Bo. Okay. Um, and then there's a guy out in Nashville already that Ross met during, his, his, during his summer yeah. out, um, who we'll be living with as well. So it'll be four dudes sharing a house. That's and what you gotta um, do, man. We just like, we, we haven't signed yet, but we like just nailed down a place this morning. So like, yeah, that's sick too. That's worth celebrating. Um, but it's a very good feeling to like know where I'm gonna be now, because exactly. for the longest time we've been house hunting for months, for a you know. Hot minute. Yeah, and it's it's good to finally have that. Um, but really, I think like the main thing was just having numbers I could flex. Like mm -hmm. once I get out there, yeah. Like ha I've got proof that I can do what exactly. I'm gonna say that I'm gonna do. Um, not that the numbers are the most important but thing, the but having stats some are real, like they, like if, uh, if you wanted to sign like a distribution deal or a publishing deal, like they're like, who are you? This is there what you I've go. done. Yeah. This is what I've done with no, no team, Yeah, exactly. no team, you know, um, which is, which is sweet. Like I'd love to get like a manager when I'm out there. Mm -hmm. I'd love to start like building a team mm -hmm. outside of just like myself and Ross. Mm -hmm. Um, but for right now, I'm probably just gonna keep doing what I'm doing, yeah, bro. And and start writing. I th I want to start writing in a lot in a lot of different groups and and mm. for other people. I'll write country. I'll write rap. I'll write whatever. What's up? Um, so I don't know. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, this is the plug section. Um, listen to my album. It's called It's Nice Out. Uh, it, it was just released uh, a week and a half ago. I don't know when this will be released, but um, as of right now, it was released a week and a half ago. Um, it's a really, really sweet piece of work. Ten songs. You can get through it in, uh, in like half an hour. Minutes. Yeah, 34 minutes. There you go. It's very listenable. Um, and I think it's some of my best work. So, so check it out and uh, keep an eye out for music videos. You've got a music video for It's Nice Out. We got a music video for Stellar Parallax. We got a music video for Goodbye Forever Maybe on the way, um, which are very, very cool. Um, and then just follow me on my socials, Noah Flourish, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever. Um, thanks. I hope y'all go and uh, follow this guy on all streaming platforms. Do you use DistroKid? Uh, yeah. Shout yeah. Out I, I used to use uh, TuneCore. TuneCore, And I switched yeah. over to DistroKid 
in August of yeah. 2020. There's a lot of changes 2020. going on in August Okay, let's talk about that. Yeah. 2020. What, okay, what idiom or phrase would best describe 2020 for you? Mm. If you could think of one. I am a big fan of idioms. They're great to use in songs. Yeah. Um, but man, I don't know. I suppose uh, up in the air would be a very, very good yes, one. Yes, I like that. Um, which is, I've re- released a song called Up in the Air <laughs> using using like the idiom yep. writing thing. Um, but yeah, it was a tough year. Nobody had any idea what was going on mm-hmm. at all, but everyone sure seemed like they knew what was going on. I yeah. hate that. I yeah. feel like so often like people just have to like talk and talk and talk and say what's on their mind. And it's like so often we're like, hey, I don't know what's going on. Like yeah. it's it's okay to it's not okay, know. Bro. It's okay to not know. Like do your research, whatever, but mm-hmm. like it's okay to not know sometimes. Exactly. I don't know anything at all. Me a lot too. of the time. You know? <laughs> Me too, bro. Um but no, it was it was a insane year. So much happened. Mm. So much happened. And um Gosh, I don't know. I think, like, comparatively, I think I had, like, a very, very okay year mm-hmm. compared to, like, people that lost family. Exactly. Um, I don't know. There's just, like, a lot of things that I have to be grateful for this year. And, like, I think not only myself. I was talking to a buddy about this last night at uh, at Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking about 2020 and kind of, like, the mass perspective mm-hmm. shift mm-hmm. that it, it has given the world. Oh, yeah. I think, I think that we can walk away as like a species like yeah. much better, but mm-hmm. it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to us using that perspective to like make changes exactly. that need to happen. Okay. So, so before the break, we were kind of talking about Nashville, your fans, but let's, Let's. How would you describe a Noah Flourish fan? Man, um, I got I got a lot. You got a, I, eighteen I, or what? Eighteen. That's like the. Target oh, you're audience. talking. Yeah. But uh, like, how would you like? I could show. Them? I could. I could. Oh, we don't want to do the demographic thing because oh, I. Oh man, you can. I could really quick. Do you want me to pull out the stats? It's, I've got an app right up, here. Bro. Pull it so, out. So you know how there's like a Spotify. Like the insights and stuff. Yeah, there's like Spotify a Spotify for, for artists. artists. Bingo. Yeah. I'm so I'm pulling that up right now, and I I'm going to the audience section. Um, so gender, 55% female, Ooh. 41% male. So like if you know, if and three percent non-binary, one percent non-specified. Mm. Um, 39% of of my listeners are 18 to 22. So that's my biggest. Yeah. That's my biggest chunk. 10% are under 18, 28% are 23 23 to 27 and then it just that's trickles solid. off from there. Um and then like countries US, <laughs> US, Canada, UK, Australia, Germany are like the top 5. And Hell then cities, yeah. this is I find this interesting. Like Lincoln and Omaha are are not, not even in my top ten. Yeah, damn. Um, but like Chicago is huge. Dallas is huge. Atlanta, L.A., and New York. And I think a lot of that is just due to like the playlist. The mat. No, oh, just what? there's just so many people in all of those cities. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think it's I think it it really boils down to just like massive populations in yeah. those areas. Damn. But um, but yeah, just interesting. But from what I've seen on like social media and mm-hmm. stuff, people are very very nice to me. Yeah, um, I've seen that. I have I have in my in my Spotify bio I say um 
DM me and say hi. Like I have that in there and people will all the time and just say like, That's hey, love this song. Like blah, blah, blah. And I respond to everything, you know, because yeah. it's like sweet. It's very yeah. sweet. Uh, I can't imagine like getting a message like that and being like, all right, I got to like eat my cereal or something, you know? <laughs> um, but everyone's been very, very sweet and very supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that um, l- my listeners like often uh, like are super engaged and supportive mm-hmm. on like posts and th- they'll be like, oh, I like, I love this song for yeah. this reason. Or I like, you know, it's just, and it's sweet. And then they, they also tell a lot of stories. So like yes. in those DMs, they'd be like, this song reminded me of my grandma for this reason. And I'm yeah. like, thanks. It wasn't written for your grandma, but like, it's cool to see that that music exactly connects or helps you with this thing. It you know, it's cool. Life. I like that. It's cool. So what is one message that you would give to your fans right now? Uh, just thanks so yeah. much. <laughs> like really, I, 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 we already did the plug thing. So yeah. <laughs> really it's, it's just, thanks for sticking around. Mm-hmm. Like, um, more good stuff on the way, I suppose. Um, that's the plan at least. So before a show, do you have a strategy on how to how you're going to engage and interact with the crowd? Um, I, when I I've only done like one live full band show as Noah Flourish. Like oh, I've shit. I've played with full bands before, um, not like as a part of the band. Yeah. Um, I've played solo stuff as myself, just mm-hmm. like in coffee shops and things like that. But the first show, the album release show mm-hmm. with like a full band and everything. Yeah. There's like the rehearsal stuff, but it's also finding, um, an order for the songs. Exactly. And, and so we, it, because it was an album release show, we kind of went down the album. Mm-hmm. Right. But we, in there, we sprinkled on your mind and girl from the sidewalk yep. and like the more popular songs, mm-hmm. um, to break up kind of like a bunch of songs that, the audience didn't knew. know, yeah. didn't know because they've never heard them before. Yeah. Um, so that was a big thing. Programming a show to have really high intensity moments and low intensity exactly. moments is really, really important mm-hmm. to just, I mean, uh, a rule, I don't know if this is, this is one that is like an industry standard or whatever, but I, I heard this rule one time that it's like every 30 seconds you have to have a change of pace. You have to have something going on Ooh. during a show. So that's something I really like to keep in mind. Um, just to just to keep people locked in, to make exactly. sure people have a good time and 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 enjoy the show, um, and so that's something I really really thought long and hard about for this album release show because it was like my debut exactly. full band show, you know. Um, so that's that's a huge thing. But I am someone who like the day before mm-hmm. or like the day of a show, I have really really bad anxiety. like yeah performance anxiety. Um, but it's just the stuff leading right up to it. Once yep. I once I'm like a song or two in, yeah, the willy, the willies are gone. Yeah. Um, I've like engaged with the crowd a little bit, and it's it's not a problem. I'm like, dang, I want this to last a little longer. Yeah, yeah. There was it was a quick con- like it felt quick. You know, yes. it wasn't quick, but it felt very quick. Noah, I think this is this is um, important to distinguish. Okay. The question, first off, who is your favorite live band slash musician versus favorite studio band musician? Because, like, like, there's a couple artists that I was super excited to see, and they're not performers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, give us, like, your favorite live band or musician that you like to. So, um, I've seen some some really incredible shows. Mm -hmm. Um, I think some of my my favorite live show stuff 
um, the Avett Brothers. They're like a folk band. Oh, I love um, folk, man. And they just put on like a hell of a show. And they've got, got like really great instrumentalists mm-hmm. touring with them. Um, and so they just, one, I, one, I just love their music. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really easy to just like get locked into the songs. But two, they just have like a really good, a good time, time on stage. Yeah. Um, I saw Coldplay once. What? Holy I crap. It was insane. They were on tour. I don't even remember for what. Um, but it was like right before everyone left for college. So it was like already a very emotional thing. And everyone, they, when they handed out like your, your or when you were doing your ticket thing, mm-hmm. right, to get in, everyone got like a wristband that like had some wires running through it. And we were like, this is kind of weird and interesting. And then like during certain songs, like they the, the wristbands would like sync up. And so you would, because we were in like, the, the nosebleeds, yeah. but you could see like the whole so arena cool. light up. Like when they played the song yellow, everything was, yeah. yellow. it was, um, it was incredible. They, they, I mean, they can put so much money into just mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff exactly. to make a show really incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so that was, that was cool, but it was also, I mean, Chris Martin's just like a great performer. I don't know. I've been like on a weird Coldplay binge. I do it like probably once every like six years. And I'm <laughs> I'm like in the middle of one right now. Um, which is probably why I'm talking about him so much. But um it was a it was a hell of a show. It was really, really cool. Um What about uh studio? What's your who's your favorite studio? Like, oh, the mixing's good. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um Billy's a first album was really, really like eye opening for me. Uh huh. Uh huh. I ha- I have to check. I have to check her out. Um, give her a shot. Yeah, she just had uh, another album come out today, and I listened to that earlier. Mm. Um, and it was, it was still really, really good. I think there were only like two or three songs that like really like were gripping to me. Yeah. But I also don't think like a lot of those songs were for me. There's just like a lot exactly. of like, um, um, I don't know. It's there's a lot of like very like female oriented perspective mm-hmm. in a lot of her songs that I just like, I can't get with just because it's just like a perspective. I don't really understand. I understand. Um, so, but there are some songs on there that are, that are, that are great. Um, so she's, she's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and her, her and her brother Phineas do Phineas. just like really, really interesting things. Yes. Um, so I like that John Bellion. Um, he's incredible. Is he not? I nuts? love John Billion. He was he was a great live show too. Yeah. Oh my god. I was Did you like, see him? I at, saved the ticket at Pinewood. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I had oh, to go. what a show! Um, and the, uh, Lawrence, the opener too, yeah, was a they, great band. I had I follow their music to this day. After Me too. Seeing Me too. their live before, I was like, yeah. Um, I I didn't know who they were, and then it turns out while they were playing one of their songs, I was like, oh, I oh, have this song saved in my library just like this is the only one i know of you and now i know yeah now i follow them exactly um so they're they're great too um and then like i i listen like i I listen a lot of folk yeah um and gregory allen isakov is so i know it's a ridiculous name but he's incredible he's he's this folk artist that just he just writes really really beautiful music Mm -hmm. and stuff stuff that you you almost always want to be listening to alone mm. like it's yeah you can like if you're gonna like show it to someone it's like hey lay down on like the floor with me and close your eyes and really listen and really listen mm. um and that's it's rare that you you have that kind of artist and I so I have never gotten old of or like tired of his stuff it's just incredible so that's he's probably my number one just he's incredible Damn. give him a shot okay so since we were talking about John Billion, there was one song that reminded me, uh, Alone With My Thoughts, mm-hmm. on how it mm-hmm. started. I was like, 
yo, this kind of reminds me of John Bellion. Because, like, John Bellion is a great songwriter. Not just for himself, but for other people. So who is another underrated songwriter that... Uh, that you like. Yeah. But before I, before I say that, I do want to say I, I can't take a whole lot of credit for the way that Alone With My Thoughts mm-hmm. sounds. I did, write, I did write it and like the melody's all mine and like the, the uh, lyrics are all mine. But the production the mix, yeah. and the mixing, that wasn't Ross. That was this kid named Matt Nouns. And he did it in high school. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> yeah. The kid's ridiculous. Yeah. I've got one other song with him too that, that did not do nearly as well. But Alone With My Thoughts is a very, very cool song. So okay. shout out Matt Nouns. Um, but favorite songwriter, Gregory Allen Isakov mm-hmm. is a huge one. Um, Billy Joel. Oh Billy my Joel. God. I, a lot of the old folks talk, uh, talk to me. They're like, Tell, mm-hmm. you have to listen to Billy Joel. It's so good. Take a deep dive. Um, very, very worth the time. Um, uh, the, uh, I really like Queen. Queen. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> you've heard of them. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like uh, they're, yeah, for, I, their music's really, really great. Beatles, Beach Boys. Of course. Um, and then Fleetwood Mac. Yes. Ugh, you can be charged up. <laughs> I love, I love, I grew up on Fleetwood Mac. So like I, I go back to that Rumors album mm. all the time. Um, so that, that, that songwriting is all really, really, really good. Um, I think it's becoming more and more difficult to come across good songwriting um, in like the pop world. True. Um, and that's not like throwing not, shade not, at yeah, pop. Because so a lot of pop now is like, um, just you're meant to have a good time listening to exactly. it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I got no qualms with that. I love writing songs that do just that. Um, but you you lose a lot of like narrative and description true. when you make that shift. That's all. That's very true. Okay. How old are you? Uh, I'm 22. How has be how has being a musician affect your personal life and your social life? Um. Yeah, I, there's a lot of aspects to the the job and the the career that I it's it's especially just like being from Nebraska, you can't really relate to a lot of other people in that regard. Um, so it's not it's nice to have other musicians and other singer songwriters to kind of like talk about how we think because there's definitely like a there's like a way yes. that like songwriters think. Mm-hmm. And it's it's nice to sit down with with those people, um, but it does make <laughs> hanging out with non musicians um, and like talking about my day to day. Sometimes I feel like kind of like a bum because yeah. it's like they they'll come back from their nine to five yeah. and I'm like oh I sat at home all day and wrote my silly little songs <laughs> like that's what I did, um, and which is which is ridiculous. Or like earlier I was like. Um, yeah, I've got I've got this interview uh, um, in like an hour. And my buddy was like, "Oh, you like interviewing for a job?" And I was like, "No, I'm hopping on a pod." Like, <laughs> yeah. I you know, so which I I just think is I think that's kind of funny. Um, but that, those kind of things, they're little idiosyncrasies that just kind of like they I think make people like very wary of that kind of career because yes. it's like. It does. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Like it shouldn't shouldn't work. Um, but it's working right now. So mm-hmm. fingers crossed, it continues to do so. You know. Noah, what does success mean to you? Um, obviously, there's like uh, when you're in a career like this, mm-hmm. there's a, a a massive worry about financials. Oh yeah. Um, Studio time. So, Who's gonna mix it? Right. Buying the drugs. Right. Yeah. So for me, 
um, financial success means just I don't need to be like super rich. I don't need to be super famous oh, at yes. all. I, I'm. There was a time maybe when I wanted that. I'm pretty much over that yeah. now. <laughs> um, um, now, annoying. now it's just like, man, I'd really love to like provide for like a family. Yes. Um, and like still be able to do the music thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of like where I'm at right now. Um, if that works, great. If it doesn't. You're still doing we, music. We, we move, you know? Um, but um, that that's uh, that financial success. That's how I would define it. But then when it comes to, like, artistic success, mm-hmm. um, I feel like I've already been successful. I'm I'm very competitive. I've yes. mentioned this before, and I'm competitive with myself, so I, I always want to do more. And, like, I, I, I want a song that will beat on your mind, you know? Like, yeah. I want to I have another song that does well on another song. But, but I... When I, when I get people that that DM me about their grandmas, that's success because exactly, it's like, oh, bro. the music is doing its job, it, like exactly. that, you know. So that's success in and of itself. Little wins, little wins. Now, what motivates you? Uh, little wins, mm-hmm. um, big wins, <laughs> <laughs> wins. We um, want dubs, yeah. all of them. Um, I think. Um, I definitely now have, especially the whole moving to Nashville thing, mm-hmm. um, has like kind of lit a. F- Am I allowed to cuss? What's the yeah, thing? bro? Go ahead. Lit a fire under my ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, about like uh, I don't know. I've got like something to prove now. Exactly. You know? Like chip on your shoulder. For the last two and a half years, three years that I've been doing the music thing, I've also been a full time student mm. now i've got no excuses yeah. now it's like okay time to go mm-hmm. um so that's that's a huge motivational factor like um the, it's kind of like a there there are eyes on you not necessarily very like scrutinizing eyes but like people people are like don't forget me when you're famous yeah, like yeah, I, I hear that all the time that's, and it's that's like, like your, i don't know what if are I your first you? lines in, in bigger so, plans yeah. yeah people say to me don't forget me when you're famous <laughs> funny and then, yeah it's a, it's a very i'm a little stinker in that song no, I like but that, um but like i hear that all the time and it's like man yeah like we'll see <laughs> like what do you want me to say <laughs> like um but it's it's cool to know that people are supportive and and watching and and stuff too so that's other other folks mm-hmm. especially like the hometown folks that's yep. a huge motivator it is man um yeah i think those are those are my big ones okay so who are the three people who have been the most influential in your growth mm. it, musically or as like a person anything okay as a person i, I would say i would say musically and in a big way as a person, Ross Grieb has Shout been, out Ross. he's been just incredible. Yes. Just incredible. He's always helping, man. Um, yeah, he's phenomenal. Uh, he's been my mentor for a super long time. He's been my producer. He's my guitarist. Um, and he's also just like a really great friend. He's he is a, a sweet, good person. He's a sweet guy. Um, so he's huge. Uh, I'm going to lump my parents into one. Which yeah, is, I was just going to yeah, say, just. They, they, what a dream team. They, mm-hmm. they're awesome. And they've, been surprisingly supportive my dad is this businessman entrepreneur who like founded his own business and is like kicking it like he's he's doing just great work Mm -hmm. um and he's always kind of like had dreams of of having it be a family business but like my oldest brother is like a monk and i've got two brothers between us and like one is doing like 
uh, blueprint stuff. The other one just like got back from the army and is going to school for like construction management. So it's like, oh my gosh, who's going to carry on my dad's lineage? <laughs> and and then I come along and I'm like, I want to do music. <laughs> and and, and uh, he's just been incredible. It, he's been super supportive, mm-hmm. even though he had kind of like this idea for the legacy of his business exactly. and, and whatever. Um, and I, I see that and it's just like, what a man, what exactly. an incredible, incredible man. And my mom's great too. She, <laughs> she's, she's also, she, she, I will always send her like earlier versions of the songs and, and stuff like that. There's one line in, in my song on your mind where it's like, uh, and you fight like my parents about who and what and when, which is in reference to like the, the way I wrote the song was like, it's very much like a bickering kind of like yeah. little thing, but th- the song, it's like, and when you get back to being fine, I'm your guy. It's, it's very yeah. much like a loving song. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, we're in like a little stupid little fight right exactly. now. That's the, and um, she was like, I don't really like that line. Your father and I don't really fight that much. And I'm like, <laughs> mom, like it rhymes with Paris. Like, relax, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but they've been incredible. And then uh, I'd say my girlfriend, Anna Nolte. Shout out uh, to you. Yeah, she's great. Um, uh, we, we've been going strong. We were like a year and a half in now. Um, it's just great. And she's, she's, uh, sticking around in Omaha. So we're going to like do the long distance thing, which is tough. Um, but she's been super supportive and like, I've kind of put her in a tough situation, you know? And and so I'm very grateful that she's sticking sticking with it. Yeah. She believes in you, bro. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. What are three things that we should know about you that we didn't touch on? Mm. Um, that I, th- these are things that may not necessarily be important to like who I am as an artist, but mm-hmm. like they're a big part of who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, I play soccer. That's like, Love that's soccer. a huge, huge thing. I know we like briefly touched on that, but mm-hmm. like I've been playing since I've been walking, you know? And so yeah. that's, that's a huge thing. Um, that is just like a massive part of my life. Um, man, what else? I'm, I kind of like v- not super multifaceted. I've mm-hmm. got like, three four facets tops yeah it's like music soccer like try to be a nice guy all the time yeah. and like that's about it um i don't know uh please say hi to me if you like know me yeah like i i i there's sometimes like i was at the bars last night and like i will like see people like kind of be like no, is that like, is that the music guy or yeah. is that you? and that's this does not happen often but mm-hmm. like it's happened like three times in like the last year mm-hmm. it's like hey don't come yes yeah. i am come talk to me. like yeah, yeah i'm like the music guy don't make it weird yeah come like be a friend i'm not anything beyond like anything you know yeah i'm um and then man i don't know three things is so many things <laughs> to to be interesting about um I want to have a garden. I've never gardened before, and I really want to when I get out to Nashville. Like, it's very try to do that. Very, yeah, you're talking about very, you have one. Oh my gosh! Very time consuming, but very worth it. There's a like, oh, I'm just gonna put this in the ground, water it, trim it whenever it needs to. But it's like, yo, these bugs are coming. <laughs> you you got to worry about <laughs> it going up and not going into other plants. Take sunlight. You got to compost, bro. It's it's a lot, but it's worth it because it's like. This is like what our ancestors used to do. Yeah. And it's like, oh wow, I grew this? Whoa. Imagine like being one of the first people to start like 
doing the agriculture thing. Yeah, just being like, guys, check this out. (laughs) (laughs) I can put this in the ground and then eat it later. (laughs) It's pretty sweet. (laughs) All right. How much time do we have right now? All right. Let's let's stop it really quick. We're gonna do rapid fire. Go ahead. Are we good? Fucking did the same time. All right, we're gonna we're gonna do uh, rapid fire questions. Very good. What song makes you cry mm-hmm. or teary eyed? Uh, it's a, it's a song called "Here Comes the River" mm-hmm. by Patrick Watson. It's um it's this uh it's this song where it's just, it's like a slow build the whole time. Um, and especially like if you listen with headphones like this or like a really big speaker set, mm-hmm. um, it starts off so quiet. Like it's just his voice and this piano and it swells eventually into this massive like orchestral just behemoth and it just, it comes like a, like waves and waves yeah. and it, the song is called Here Comes the River and it, it's kind of like describing that this flood so and it's just, it's incredible and um, I have to like take tolerance breaks from it almost because wow. I, I don't I don't want it to I don't want to like grow numb from the song. Exactly. So I've limited limited myself to like like three or four listens a year mm. um, when I like need a good cry. Damn. You know? Stairway it, to heaven is my cry because mm, mm. it, it also builds up and I'm just like release. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> release the fuck. Uh huh. Absolutely. That's a great one. <laughs> All right. Since so you're moving. Uh, if you could say one thing from your house and it, it was burning, what would it be? Uh, there's no one in there? No one. Okay. <laughs> take no my, pat, no nothing. Uh, I'd probably take my laptop. Mm. It's got so much, so much, like, intellectual of my property. Me- yeah, so <laughs> mad amounts of intellectual property on that thing. Okay. If you could have written one song, mm. what would it be? Uh Piano Man. Bro. <laughs> wow. What a tune. So, okay. Your latest purchase that you weren't happy about. Or, or it wasn't smart. Now that you look back. Um just like damn. I'm pretty I'm pretty like I wouldn't say stingy, but I was just like never th- like I never go shopping. Mm-hmm. Um it's just like not something I do. Um, super often, but I like go out to eat all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I I like was at Daylays at four this morning. <laughs> Daily home. Yeah. yeah. You'll wait in there in the line for a while. <laughs> and it's like, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. That's that's so I'm like stuck here already. I, I like I irresponsibly eat. Other than that, I'm pretty good with my finances. You know. Actually, I was gonna ask you to describe yourself with three words, but we're not gonna do that. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> what have fictional character would you like to be? Mm. Uh, per- uh, Percy Jackson. I feel like. Bro, those you, are you remember, Yeah, great books. Yes. Uh, I think they're doing like a Netflix series, so I'm excited for that. That's going to be. But um, that was, I just remember being very gripped by those stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was definitely more of like a Harry Potter guy, but like. Yep. I think I wouldn't want to be Harry Potter. No. He had a tough, real tough go of it. Had a rough <laughs> like, life, all the time. got to fight demons. But, but Percy snake. Jackson, like, he gets his sword, his, <laughs> his dad's a god. It's like he's doing cool stuff yeah. all the time. Okay. What does a person need to be happy? What do they need? 
Um, am I only allowed to say one thing, or is it? No, it I think be I think this is gonna sound so generic, but like, um, oftentimes uh, a sense of purpose mm-hmm. I think can can go a long ways, mm-hmm. or on, on the complete opposite side, like a sense of of like freedom. Yes. From sometimes from purpose, sometimes just in general. Just to be. And I I often find myself bouncing between the two, Same. but um, um. In like a very healthy way, mm-hmm. or I try to at least in a very healthy way. So that's a, that's a big one, but also just like having your people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people in the world that are happy and don't have like a, a ton of friends or whatever, mm-hmm. and you don't really need a ton of friends. You got no. you got like two or three good ones. You're, you're good to go. Um, but just having some people, I think, is 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 a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Other than that, I, that's 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 about it. Thank you for that. So what song could you sing on stage with your favorite band or musician that you know word for word and probably would do better than them? Mm, um, <laughs> uh, man, I would probably say Brandy by The Looking Glass. Brandy, Brandy by The... you're a fine girl. Hey. What a good wife. I don't know. Boy, I've it's heard in, that, yeah. Yeah, it's in, uh, it's in like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I don't know, it's like the last movie I've seen with it in. But... Uh, that's like my go-to karaoke song. Mm. Yeah. If you could be a mu- musician for one concert, who would it be? Oh. You know, I really think I'd like to be like like Cardi. Yeah. I th- just like cuz the the energy yep. of his crowds mm-hmm. are just like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think I, I don't know if it's like Lala's going on right now or I think Lala, he, yeah, I think, he, I think he played right up now. there. I don't know. Um, but I was just like seeing videos really? from like TikTok, and it's like, oh my god, like, this looks so sick. He's an energy rapper. He's not really worried about the lyrics. He's y'all ready to have fun, like ooh. right. That's that would be just like a blast. Yeah, because because it's also like, damn, I don't have to remember the lyrics because exactly. I'm singing over them the entire time. Exactly. And that's something like when I go up on stage, that's typically like my number one worry is like I'm not gonna remember the lyrics. Yeah. Um, it like has not happened at, at like a, on like a, a grand fear. scale ever. But if it does, like oh, especially <laughs> if you if you've been drink if you've been drinking, yeah. just like what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. But I think I think being like a like a rapper yep. with like a real rowdy audience and just some like very like highly energized tracks, like yes. can't go wrong. Okay, Nelson, who would if you could be a musician for a concert, who would it be? Uh, Hell yeah. That makes Drinking a whole lot of sense. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What about you, Jack? Ooh, Yo. I haven't seen a live performance. Have you, have you listened to his new album? Worth it. He's got a song with Post. Oh, I, yeah, wait. It's sick. I, I've um, seen them. It's... Uh, uh, not the one with. Uh, there's one with Post and I think Travis Scott. Damn. Um, but he's got another one with just Post, and it's called "It's a Raid," and it's it's like this. Re- it starts out real like, it's like real dirty and grimy, and then everything cuts out, and it's like for the first verse, I think it's Ozzy, and it's just like. It's like one of those, and it's so sick. So it's I like Ozzy that. does one, and and Post does like a verse, mm-hmm. and then the the song kind of like descends into like 
chaos and yeah. police sirens and stuff. But it's really, really like the first half is great. Yes. Um. So highly recommend. I I love Post Malone's versat like vers uh, versal. Oh my versatility. versatility. Oh my god. <laughs> his, but his he does song. so much. Like his, uh, his Motley, Motley Crew, dude. I, and I was talking about this um with some guys earlier. It was like he's he's never kind of like done that like that kind of rap no, he I don't hasn't. know if there's like a name for it but it's like really short syllabic yep. like you know yeah <laughs> and like kind of like like mispronouncing mm-hmm. for the sake of like the the vibe yes. or the feel like like I know he doesn't say mysterious like mysterious is, but yeah. it's set it yeah. sounds fast furious yeah, yeah. like it was so dope like the music video that's what the i music love music but if i was to be a music for, musician for one concert to be travis scott yeah yeah like i've seen him live and i'm like let me get up there when he plays um butterfly factor or, or obviously goosebumps or oh. mama c i'm just like what i i always look back at the um youtube videos where he's in he's in overseas it's like I don't know what where it is, but he's on top of this like railing, and there's like thousands and thousands <laughs> of people, and you see multiple mosh pits, and I'm like, oh my god! I see why he's like, yeah, yeah. You gotta like when you got that kind of crowd, yeah. like so many people that are like, you are really good at what you do. Yes. Then it's like makes a whole lot of sense to be like, oh, you're really good at what I do. Like I totally get like the the like rage and like the. That kind of feeling. And it's like, bro, no, like his song called No Bystanders, right? It's just like, bro, we're here to rage. Yeah. Like the song, by, No Bystanders, The Party Never Ends. And it's like, in the chorus, it's like, fuck the club up, fuck the club up, bitch. There, there was a, so for for the show I just played, like mm-hmm. the, the album the release album release, show, yeah. um, we... We had an encore song selected, like my band and I, yeah. and it's "Killing in the Name of" by Rage Against Killing. the Machine. Killing. Yeah, which is like, which is so like for the, re- the, the so out of left field. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like ridiculous that we. But like it just like came up during rehearsal one time. We were like, "What's gonna be our encore song?" And blah blah blah. And like Ross and and Dom kind of like jokingly started playing it. Mm-hmm. And then we just like ran through the song and we were like, "Wait, that was so <laughs> cool!" And so so like we get out there. Um, and we play the show and it's great. And it's, it, 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 we end with, um, goodbye forever, maybe. So it's very like somber, yeah. like whatever. And then people were like encore and we were like, okay, so we, we did like prepare one song. It, this one really means a lot to us. Like we kind of set it up as a, and then we get into it and it's real, you know, it's whatever. And by the end of it, like, you know, it's like, yeah, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. And I like. Like was just screaming at the crowd, and they were screaming at me, and it was great. And it was like, this is what, like, this is sick. Um, So that kind of like, I need some of those. Like, you need to program that into your live show because it just like gets gets the crowd going. It's very very cool. Well, Noah, do you have? Well, you already promoted. I plugged. Where can? Oh, we already did that. (laughs) So, give us, give the listeners a piece of advice. Just it could be anything. Um, okay, if you are creative, mm-hmm. create, yes, um, but execute. Mm-hmm. If if you want to do this thing as a career or as a side hustle, you need to get it done. Mm-hmm. I know too many people 
that are really, really good at the creating thing and they're not so good at the finishing thing. Um, and it's not a talent-based thing. It's just a mentality thing. Yes. Um, so get it done. Uh, and then if you're a non-creative, um, just execute. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? don't, you don't got to worry about the creative thing. Yeah. <laughs> just execute. Get done what you need to get done. Ask that girl out. You know? Do it. Write, you know, ask ask the mentor for a for a job interview. Exactly. I, you know, do the thing that you want to to like take you to the next level. Mm-hmm. If you're climbing, if you're relaxing, do that too. You yes. know, take time to do that. Those are my those are my three pieces. Man, well, thank you for your time. Thank no, you. I really appreciate it. So I would like to thank everyone for listening to Blazing Trail Podcast. Remember to leave a review, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment on what you learned about our new friend Noah and other thoughts and concerns. Make sure to follow us at Blazer Trail Podcast on Instagram. Shout out to KZUM and Turbine Flats. Remember, do not compare your journey to somebody else's. As you can see, we're all walking different paths. So don't be hard on yourselves because the world already is. Remember, to make a change, always start with yourself because you are the one. So make it happen. What a monologue at the end there. Yes, sir.